a box office announcement that's ruining that just if I saw that I'd have been pissed. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slave. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slave. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we have seen the endgame for Avengers. That's true. No spoilers. Yeah, no, no spoilers. Spo- and ju- Well, judging by the box office numbers, everybody else has seen this movie. <laughs> uh, so... Um, that is that there are, um and because of this there are a few trailers for upcoming films Men in Black and Gemini Man because uh-huh. honestly there is not a lot of news at all this week and more yeah it has been uh it has been everything else has been drowned out this week uh we were kind of uh crawling through uh box office mojo's uh, uh lists and uh, I was curious to see how Hellboy was doing just because it just had such a narrow window to make any money and it wasn't a very good film to begin with. Uh, we talked about that on the show, but it had a nine, like a, what did I say? Like 91% drop off from, from the last weekend it was in theaters. And that's like huge. That's gigantic. Basically it, it almost like it wasn't even in theaters this weekend at all. So it just goes to show you how, how dominating this, this film was the whole weekend. Well, I mean, I, I think it also to just put that in a little bit of, of a indicator here every movie that came out this weekend that wasn't Avengers suffered uh. massively, not just, not just Hellboy, but like, um, you know, Shazam is, is down 66%. The new movie that came out last week in the curse of La Llorona was set down 71%. Uh, the only movie that didn't suffer Mike is Captain Marvel, which came in at second place this weekend. <laughs> believe it or I would have, I would imagine there's a lot of people that were doing, you know, back to back. Oh, let's go, let's go catch the last one that came out, or I'm not going to be able to understand what happened in this one. I'm uh, surprised they could find lines. it. I, I literally, I didn't see anything else in any other screening this weekend. <laughs> um, and and I'm really surprised because I actually went this morning already at 10 o'clock this morning. I went to the movie and I didn't know this, but there was a they added a 9:30 a.m. showing to the <laughs> same theater, sold out. Wow, our uh, sold out. Our theater was doing like uh, 2 a.m. showings on Thursday night. It was crazy. You know, we left out a lot of our kind of like theater shop talk in our spoiler uh, review cast because we just wanted to get right into the movie since it was so dense. But um, uh, I I had to uh, wait until 10 p.m. to see this movie. Um, and there was plenty of showings before it because now movies premiere at 6 p.m. on Thursdays when it used to be midnight way back in the day. So 10 p.m. isn't even considered early anymore. So unfortunately, right when we were walking into the movie theater, the 6 p.m. showing was getting out. So I saw all of these people flooding out of the theater and I like grabbed my wife and we like did like a spin over to the wall and I was just like, stare at me right in the face and just start telling me anything. So just start talking, start rambling. I need you to distract me from all of these people that have just left the theater and they're just going to be talking about this movie for sure but um, so uh, there is etiquette when you leave a movie theater don't just go go Mm -hmm. start rambling and rambling and then I realized we were by the arcade inside the movie theater and then kids were filtering into the arcade I was like oh no teens rotate more it was a it was a it was wild I had to I had to do a lot of dodging there I was uh, I was pretty I was pretty ridiculous and I'm sure if anybody was watching me like why does that man have one finger in his ear because there's two there was like two people like walking by me and it's like my wife was like what are you doing take that out of your ear and i was like no i can hear them murmuring well so, what you could have uh, done just take you always take headphones to the to the screening if you're going to be later than the first showing and just listen to those or talk to the person you're with via a phone call and then you'll <laughs> drown out all the background noise yeah that's a smart idea yeah. um we had to also settle with a 3d screening which um I wanted to do 2D because that's how I like to enjoy my films, but uh, Beggars Can't Be Choosers, and the only theater I could get was a 3D screening, so uh, our party uh, bought a four-pack of conversion glasses. Yes, you that, mentioned that. That converts a 3D film to a 2D film, and these uh, glasses specifically worked with real D 3D movies, so I don't know if they make 3D movies that aren't real D. I guess maybe the IMAX 3D well, films there, there aren't are about real three, D. There are about three companies that have different types of 3D uh, technology. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 
Yeah, so luckily these worked with the film. I would say, I mean, overall, a 3D movie is supposed to be projected a little bit brighter than a normal movie because it has to go through that tint of the glass. Um, So the 2D glasses made the movie just a hair darker than the 3D glasses did. So I guess the tint on it was a little stronger, but it, it wasn't too distracting. It wasn't that much of a difference. But I kind of got to pick how I got to enjoy the movie, which was kind of fun. Uh, some people in my party wore the glasses, the 2D glasses the entire time. I wore mine for basically the first two acts of the movie, and then I slipped on the 3D glasses for the last act, and I was like, man, this is great. This is perfect. This is exactly how like I was able to kick the movie into like another gear just on my own, and that was that was really great. But then I also, um, I, I felt like I emotionally connected with you a little bit more, Chris, because the two fellows that were sitting next to me had the loudest movie theater snacks mm-hmm. I've ever heard. And I know that's one of your biggest pet peeves at the movie theater. And uh, absolutely no spoilers for this movie, but there are definitely parts in this film where where it gets very quiet like you're just getting very emotionally connected to just a conversation that two characters are having and i hear just and they're trying to do that thing where they think if they open their snack slow it won't be as loud but they're just drawing out the noise and then the guy next to me had one of those ices so he was constantly moving his straw around to break up the break up the ice and i was like oh god yeah. so uh well, the movie theater snacks are now on my uh now on my list of things i hate at the movie theater it's it's one of those things uh, today when i went it wasn't um i mean there was a little bit of distraction the guy beside me the way he ate his popcorn was interesting <laughs> i've never seen this before he <laughs> he reaches into his bucket or wherever this popcorn thing is grabs a handful and then tries to shovel the handful into oh, his mouth while no. the hand is sideways. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, so you're God. holding, like you're holding your hand out level in front of your <laughs> elbow at the left and he's just trying to shovel the thing into his mouth like this. And oh, so all God. you hear is the popcorn like rustling between his hand and his mouth as he's trying to inhale it. And I'm like, who eats popcorn like this? It's like, <laughs> it's like trying to like get a shovel, your hands a shovel and you're forcing it in there. Like, Go go half on go half on that, and then it'll be easier to do this with less noise. Um, we live in a society, people. You he, need to remember that. Yeah, and then when he was done, he would just take his popcorn, buttery, grease hand, and just wipe his mouth across with. It. I'm like, that's not helping you either, man. Uh, but you know, overall. Overall, not too bad to to showing so far this weekend. Yeah, well, I mean, you almost missed your very first showing. Oh, I did. Uh, if it wasn't for me, I wanted that thank you on the air so recorded live. Something something happened. I don't know if it was like the time change or what. Uh, bought my tickets for six. Mike remembered this. I should remember <laughs> this. I looked at my calendar. It said seven. I'm like, great, because it's just one of those auto things that auto adds to your calendar when you buy something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, so I'm getting there, like, okay, six. And you're like, oh, I think it's six. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch, it is six. So my in-laws had to come in from, you know, they were driving on the way. They were going to eat first and go. So I ended up buying uh, just food for everyone at the, the, the uh, theater. And oh, I was like, that's gonna be that's gonna be expensive. <laughs> it wasn't too. I, I had some points, so it wasn't. It really wasn't too bad at the end of the day. Um, but no, I, I only one drink because I, you know, three hour. Ooh, movie, yeah, we were we were we were a uh, liquid fasting on Thursday for sure together. I, I felt like I had a brother in arms yeah. of trying to avoid all liquid. This is the first time I've ever done this in my entire life of trying to avoid uh, a drink. You know, I I know some people have done that. You know, pre surgery, they tell you not to eat or drink anything, but usually you plan your surgery in the morning so you can drink again later this was like the whole day and it was rough as soon as the movie was over i like grabbed this water bottle that my wife had at the movie theater and i just chugged it and i was like mm-hmm. oh, i can celebrate now with all the liquid yeah and i'm, I'm proud to say i made the second showing without going to the bathroom as well, well uh, i didn't think you. i could do both well i'm i'm, I'm i've got to be severely hi- dehydrated by this point in my life so <laughs> I've, I've been i've been chugging some water um but yeah so we were able to make, i missed a lot of the tr- we were like maybe 18 minutes after the start quote unquote start time of the movie at the imax uh-huh. but uh trailers were still going on and we still had like several more when we got in there so uh didn't feel like i missed a whole lot uh overall though i watched imax 2d you know you're talking about the 3d i watched imax 2d the first time 3d regular the second time and the 3d isn't like that one this one didn't bother me like it's not very it's not like one of those oh my god we're throwing the Cap- Captain America's shield in your face kind of mm-hmm. scenarios so overall not horrible but I can tell you I noticed the aspect ratio difference when coming off of an IMAX into this because you're it 
you don't get the full frame that the IMAX does when you go to any other theater, and yeah. you start to see the parts of the screen you're missing. Like, I'm oh, actually, that's, that's chopped a little lower than, than I remember it being. I'm actually surprised that you were able to find a 2D IMAX screening. Those are a little hard to come across. Usually they're trying to squeeze yeah. as many dollars out of you as possible if you're going to IMAX, and they throw in that 3D premium as well. The, I'll have to do some Googling and see if I can find that. Yeah, the 3D one's actually pretty rare here uh, no. for, for the IMAX. I don't think I've seen a 3D IMAX in maybe a year or more. Um, they'll probably do it on the lower on the ones they don't expect to make a lot of money out of, though. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm I'm fully expecting them to be like, you want to see Dark Phoenix? You got to watch it in 3D so we can get more money out of you. And I'm like, sons of bitches, <laughs> nobody wants to watch that to even begin with. So, um, but yeah, do you have anything else this weekend other than watch this movie and think about this movie every time you close your eyes? And <laughs> I mean, I I, I play our first topic is Avengers Endgame, and we're already. 10 minutes in here, so, so what else did you do this weekend? I, I mean, I I, uh, I played a little friendly uh, Smash Brothers tournament that I kind of technically won. Uh, the, the host of the party who owns the game, owns a Switch, and is uh, very adept at Smash Brothers, actually ended up winning. Uh, he fought me in the final round. But uh, they bought prizes for everybody, and of course you can't award yourself a prize that you bought. So technically, uh, I won through a, um, what a process of uh, elimination there. Uh-huh. So that was cool. I, uh, I bought my own Switch controller because I can't deal with the lag from old generation WaveBirds. I don't understand the new button layout on these new Switch Pro controllers. So I, I bought a yellow Pikachu branded uh, USB GameCube controller. So it was well worth every uh, every penny I spent on it. And um, I love playing Smash. That game's uh, that game's fun. But I do have to say, I don't know if they've upped the the up they've upped the percentage of items that show up in a match. Like I know there's like like light, heavy, normal items. So I'm pretty sure uh, the house the house dealer put it on normal items. So I feel like uh, if you have more than two people playing the game at any given time, there's just so much crap happening on the screen. I mean, I've been playing Smash since the very first version of it, and sometimes I still can't keep track of where my character is. So uh, <laughs> sometimes that gets a little difficult, but uh, Smash is fun. But uh, outside of playing Smash, all I can think about is Endgame still. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a good, it's a good thought process to have. I've got to tell you, I uh, I did some adulting purchase yesterday, Mike. Um, and uh, this this is going to make me sound like real adult compared to all. Like right now, I'm wearing um, my uh, uh, what's it, advanced suit hoodie uh, right now because <laughs> uh, you, you got to wear it to the movie theater because I really and I really like it. Uh, but I ended up buying a uh, weed whacker yesterday, a gas powered one at, at a Lowe's. So you know, wow, really, Chris, <laughs> really went out. There. Well, it, yeah, to, to to make it even sound more adulting, there, Lowe's was had this thing. You text this number and you get a random amount, dollar amount off a purchase, right? Mm-hmm. Most of them are five. It's like five to four hundred. Most are like five dollars. Five. I ended up getting with a twenty-five dollar off one. Nice. And I was like, well, I can't that go let that go to waste today. I absolutely have to buy a gas-powered weed whacker today. Exactly. And then I bought – they had a deal for their spring stuff. If you buy this certain one or one over a certain dollar amount, you get a free attachment which turns your weed whacker into either like a leaf blower or like a an ed, like an edger for your for your lawn. And I'm like yeah. – I'm like – I'm like – I feel like I'm like in Smash Bros. I'm doing a combo here. I'm like I'm going to buy this, get this for free, take my $25 off. Boom. Combo breaker right here. I'm walking out of Lowe's with all this fun stuff and I feel like I'm ripping them off. <laughs> but but it was their deals, it, man. I'm just I'm just uh, part of the party. It, it sounds like and it, it was an inevitability for sure. Well, the, and I literally had that in the car as I was driving my way to uh, a bar crawl for the TV show The Office, which uh, if if you're friends with you've now seen my photo and some people either understand it or don't understand it, and that's totally fine. Uh, I dressed up as um, Andy Bernard, I believe is the character's name from the episode where they do a fun run for the rabies cure, mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, like I was telling Mike earlier, I walked out of a bar called Molly Malone's to thunderous applause because of how I went the full detail on this costume. Because Andy has uh, chafing nipples that end up bleeding, <laughs> and I ended up I brought red paint with me to put on the shirt to slowly over the night it actually got lower and lower as I, I put more <laughs> paint on. So it was a. Uh, that is costume. that is dedication for a show that you're not uh, a super fan of. Not 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 invested in it at all. <laughs> uh, we did not come out on top in terms of answering the questions either. So I'm not uh, not feeling too rough on it. So anyway, I was like, I, they were like, oh, you can't go too hard. You got in game in the morning, and 
Yes, I did, Mike. Yes, I did. Had another <laughs> end game. So I guess we're going to jump back into Avengers because we're just we're just in it. We're just in it yes. today. Uh, again, no spoilers here. Uh, but if you have watched it and you want to listen to our review, uh, our review episode is out and available on all streaming platforms for you. To yeah, listen I to. think I, th- I believe we talked for about eight minutes, uh, yeah. non spoilers at the beginning of that. But I do wanted to give I wanted to give people a heads up because I know some people out there might be saddled with like newborn children that they literally can't get away from to go see this film, or maybe even limitations of you can't even buy your ticket. Like all of your theaters are sold out. You know, maybe you just uh, were in a coma the day the tickets went on sale and you just couldn't even get them. Um, there is a lot of uh, really uh, mean people out there trying to spoil the movie. And after I saw the movie, I kind of uh, uh, went searching for how people were spoiling it because I just wanted to know how crafty these uh, these a-holes were. <laughs> and they, they have compiled a singular square graphic with all of the big bullet points that happen in this film. Um, some of the text is written in black. Some of the text is written in white. And it's on top of a an orange to kind of like dark red gradient. So if you see, if you are scrolling through your feeds and you haven't seen this film yet and you see something along the lines of like a gradient square image with a bunch of like text on it and you're just like, well, what's this thing say? Just scroll past it if you haven't seen the movie yet. That is the spoiler image that people are sharing and they're being very, very mean. So avoid that. (laughs) You've got to be one of the few people in the world who typed in Avengers spoilers in Google (laughs) and and actually got what you were looking for for once. Yeah, exactly. I I mean, I had been actively avoiding it for so long. I had just gone dark on social media for the past couple days. I just wanted to see what else was happening. I did what you did on Twitter. I put up all of these muted keywords and I was just envisioning what was happening on the other side of my phone for those couple days. You know, kind of like, um, you know, like in Game of Thrones when those uh, when those White Walkers are, are running at the wall. I was just imagining all of these things trying to break through my firewall. And I was like, I wonder what I'm missing on the other side of these muted words right now. So mm. it was fun to t- remove all of those off and see all the superhero stuff flood back into my feed. I do have an interesting story about our review episode. A friend and listener of the show, Patrick Foster, you know, he was mm-hmm. at my wedding, um, has not got to see it yet. He's had, had come, some things come up and he had to d- not go to a showings and delay uh, and he gets to go this week, but he was just absentmindedly listening to our podcast. Oh and, no! And he caught himself <laughs> at the eight minute mark, wherever he's like spoilers, and then like he like he's actually like, and then I can't snap back to reality and was like, oh no, I, I can't listen any farther. Well, I, I like, can't believe that worked. I usually yeah. just assume people kind of uh, are uh, cognizant of what's going on, but I guess you know podcast apps you know have like autoplay, next episode. Uh, things like that. So, man, I'm I'm good to know that we doing that spoiler mark for a reason. Yeah, and we were very very made sure we we announced it very very loudly in what we mm-hmm. were doing as well. Yeah, but but Chris, you you've seen the movie twice now. Yes. I've o- only seen it once. I definitely plan to to see it again. So, uh, spoiler free, uh, real quick, uh, what are your thoughts on this uh, little indie film that came out this weekend? Uh, well, I mean, if I've seen it twice, that means I really didn't like it. You know, I, I, why would you go to movie? <laughs> multiple times and then have a I even have a third showing schedule that's how much I loathe I hate watching no I'm kidding <laughs> uh, I, I think it's a really good movie I think you know there are 22 films across 11 years that uh, are culminating in this and you if if you haven't watched it or like on the fence I'm watching this movie um, you should definitely not be you should go out and, and see it and hopefully you've seen a lot of the other movies to lead up to this I always I I, I mean you don't have to watch all of them, but if you watch Infinity War, it's going to make a lot more sense uh, before <laughs> you jump into this movie, for sure. So, um, I know some people, I talked to some people last night who had not seen Captain Marvel before they saw this, and they were still okay with it. So, uh, like I said, you have to see them all, but I think Endgame is uh, a... It's just a wonder. It's a miracle that this movie exists, mm-hmm. and it actually turns out being coherent and 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 thought out and and just a great film at the end of the day uh, it shouldn't it had no right to to work as well as it does and it does and just blows out of the water and i you know i think i don't think anybody else saw this movie except us this weekend um we'll talk about <laughs> it here but i know you definitely saw it so so what did you think of avengers endgame 
Spoiler free. Avengers, spoiler free. Avengers Endgame spoiler free is uh, fan service the movie in the best way possible. I know a lot of people over the last few years with all of these comic book movies out, I feel like the word fan service has become a, a negative term. You know, that's something you say when they're just trying to cram something in the movie to uh, please an audience to get their money uh, and just they, they're not worried about story or anything else. But this is where fan service is executed flawlessly and perfectly. And uh, if you if it, it works even better when you have a, a background of loving all of these films, and also if you even have just like a slight um, love for comic books in general, you know it just at, there's moments in this film where it feels like you're actually reading a comic book because sometimes you feel like things can only ever be achieved like uh, drawn, like um, because the world's too fantastical, you can never capture it on camera. But they were able to capture some amazing things in this film. Um, it's just, it's amazing. I feel if I feel like it's uh, two films kind of crammed in the one. So I feel like if you're watching infinity war and this one back to back, it's like you're watching three movies at once. It's just, it's, it's insane. It's crazy. It's a, it's a wild ride. Uh, it feels a little bit like you're, you're watching something historic, you know, uh, nothing is ever going to really achieve or, uh, what this film did. And if they're lucky enough to do it, uh, they'll just be the second franchise that has done it. This is the the first franchise that pulled this off. Uh, we've seen a lot of attempts. We've seen the Universal Monster movies try to do this. We've seen DC still trying to pull this off. So um, you kind of just want to – it's weird. Like you want to give like Kevin Feige and the Russo brothers and all these other amazing creatives that have made these uh, films like a handshake and a pat on the back. But at the same time, they're, 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 they already, they've already been rewarded a million times over by uh, other fans and also just their wallets. So I feel like I don't have to lift them up, you know. Uh, they're, they're, they're already doing pretty well. But, man, when you really love this kind of stuff and you get a movie like this, it's just great. I've had a great weekend just uh, thinking about this film and basking in it. Um, yeah, it... Uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of people try to put up their hot takes. Everyone's got hot takes on the uh, whatever is the hottest in pop culture in the news this week. So I've just been kind of rolling my eyes at some of some of them. It just feels like people just trying to uh, trying to capture this uh, weird uh, subset of people that just like to be mad at things. But yeah, I just I just had a great time. Yeah, uh, I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see where the Marvel universe goes after this. Yeah, um, that's a it's a big question. Uh, hopefully, we will have some answers at San Diego Comic Con. But uh, you know, it, it's just we we are now out of out of the end game and, <laughs> and into a new game. Uh, is this Monopoly? I don't know. I don't. Do you know they have an Avengers Infinity War slash End Games Monopoly set that just came out this week? Oh, uh, I'm guessing that game, uh, does that also have millions of dollars that you can purchase movies with? Probably, but it doesn't play, like, it's got weird rules. Like, you, you land on and build your team of Avengers rather than buy your, like, properties. And then instead of the train spots, that you actually have to fight Thanos' generals. It was interesting looking. Oh, hey, that sounds cool. I don't like Monopoly, but I was like, eh, I can put this on a shelf and ask people if they want to play it sometime and then tell them no as soon as I pull it out. <laughs> but, um... But yeah, so we're gonna dig into what we always dig into. Way we're gonna we're gonna way over analyze this three days in, Mike. Uh, <laughs> the box office residuals of Avengers Endgame. Uh, there, um, there are records that are that are usually held, and now they are all broken by this oh. movie. And and they've been they've been Hulk smashed to oblivion. I believe this film has broken every weekend record that exists like we're talking preview night uh first day opening opening weekend the domestic worldwide it it's got them all which is insane well i don't know i don't know about opening weekend yet we're we have to wait for some tells because the force awakens i think has 390 million and this only is at 350 right now roughly so i don't think it either way it doesn't matter 350 million dollars domestically mike an opening weekend like what 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 is what do you do with that like how, how, that's huge that is huge <laughs> they just to put that in perspective here you, you wrote these numbers down the closest movie to get to this in, in the mcu franchise was infinity war last year 
and it that yeah. was at two fifty seven. <laughs> yeah, just shy of a hundred million dollars. Uh, I mean, this is just huge. We we all saw it coming for sure. But uh, I usually don't look at box office projections before a movie comes out because I don't don't really don't care what people are predicting, especially since you can just like wait around for a couple of days and get the actual numbers. But apparently, this movie has blown past even the predictions of what this film was going to do. Uh, which is just uh, amazing, and it, it makes sense. It's it's a part two of one of the biggest films ever made. Everyone's got to go see this movie. Yeah, and I was I was wrong. Uh, Force Awakens held opening week, not opening weekend. So mm-hmm. I think uh, Endgame's going to crack that. I mean, it's also on top of that, add $860 million internationally. Um, that puts it at a total of $1.2 billion opening weekend already. What? I what what do you do? I, I don't even know what like this number is staggering. Like do we even have a uh opening weekend worldwide? Like the closest one again was Infinity War and guess how much Infinity War made opening weekend? Half it of just, this. Literally it, half it, of this. Yeah, it's just, it's just uh it's just phenomenal. I mean, and it also feels weird waxing poetic about money because you know this is all like you know going to into Disney's uh, coffers, and we all know they got enough money. But this just kind of just shows you the accomplishment of what happens when you put eleven years and twenty two films uh, uh, into your resume. Uh, this is the type of gig that you can get now. Uh, you can get these kind of numbers and box office draw. And I mean, all my theater. We just talked about it. Your theater had like nine a.m. showings selling out mm-hmm. my theater had 2 a.m in the evening uh showings uh sold out no other film was make breaking in any other box office dollars this was just occupying every screen in the country and it looks like worldwide also yeah i mean this is uh is, is the word zeitgeist appropriate here like this is literally like what everyone is doing and everyone is seeing everyone is talking about and they will be for probably the next, you know, we say, you know, I give it a week for the normal uh-huh. people because, well, what do we have tonight, Mike, in, at, in six hours? We have uh, the one of the bigger Game of Thrones episodes coming up. Yeah, uh, one of the most anticipated Game of Thrones episodes, judging by the preview, seems uh-huh. to be like one of the largest, longest television battles. But um, I, I think we have, it has one more big record to beat, and that is Worldwide. Uh, overall, and yeah, do you think Avatar sits at two point seven billion? Do you think Endgame can double down and and, and a little more and get that far? Do you think? It I can mean, break? I mean this this is the question. I w- at the very least, I would like to see Endgame crack number two because I don't think James Cameron needs the top two spots. Mm-hmm. I think maybe he should share number one and two with possibly another film. But uh, if any film can do it. It's got to be this one, right? If you look at the worldwide gross rankings right now, so that is the culmination of, of the whole film being out its whole run. This is all the money it's made in a theater. Endgame is already at 18. And it's only been out for a couple of days. So obviously movies always start to trail off after the opening weekend. Uh, so we'll have to see how much it trails off over the weeks. Um, I think uh, I, I, w- I want to see it get up there. I don't see why it can't. I really hope it could take the number one spot because I don't think Avatar deserves it because I think Endgame is a better film. Uh, and I think that's uh, very uh, – <laughs> I don't mm. think that one's too hard to debate. But I think another very interesting uh, uh, chart that I want to talk about is the domestic gross. So that's just uh, U.S. dollars. And this one's a little bit more interesting because Avatar's number two, and you got Black Panther up at number three, Infinity War at four. So I think this one's a little bit more malleable, uh, a little bit easier to break into because um, international box office is there's always going to be an asterisk next to that because movies that came out a few years ago there might not have been countries with the screens playing it. You always got to play a little politics to get your uh, film in a theater on the other side of uh, of the globe. You know, uh, I think. China's middle class is exploding, so they're just building more and more theaters. So it's kind of one of those things that you're never really too sure what's happening over there. But you know, the U.S. is a little bit more. Uh, we got more stats over here, so I, I'm, I'll be looking closely at the domestic world, at the domestic lifetime gross, also, which interestingly. 
uh, no domestic movie has broken a billion dollars yet. Star Wars The Force Awakens is at uh, $936 million, so it could create a brand new record of being the first to crack a billion in the U.S. And well, what's also fun is that you know, Star Wars um, is not an international property as much as everything else is here. Mm-hmm. Uh, just looking at their split there, like it's almost 50-50 domestic and international. Uh, what I look at when I see this is actually the Titanic being number two. The, do you how, do you remember how long Titanic is? Uh, like I I know it had a long run in the movie theater, well, but I don't remember the length of the film it's itself. Three hours and fifteen minutes, and a lot of people oh. have said Endgame is too long to get those showings. Mm-hmm. Judging by a its opening weekend numbers, and that Titanic is longer than it and sits at number two, I think it still has a chance to to run that money. Uh, what does this money mean in the long run? Probably nothing. <laughs> um, they're 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 uh, putting coins in their coffers, if you will, Mike, to use an old phrase. But maybe they they could put this back in the Disney Plus, make more Marvel television shows. I don't know what their budget was for these movies. Like how much, how expensive was it? I know they they really didn't ramp up the marketing until like the last two weeks. But uh, I, there's there's a, a lot they could do going forward. And, and you know, as the successes, is this peak? Is this peak Marvel? cinematic universe um or is this just a new plateau so to speak in, in terms of like dragon ball we've now reached a new power level <laughs> and we have to keep going up from the, here the, I, I think the best way to find out if this is a uh, peak marvel is to stay subscribed to the superhero slate podcast and we will be tracking all of these marvel movies uh for the next uh few years to come and uh we'll let you know why, if it gets any better why do you gotta leave me on a cliffhanger like that that's just that's <laughs> awful so um, do you want to, did you want to talk about the comparison with the previous Avengers movie still or no? Because uh, we, we had those written down here just because. Yeah. I mean, Avengers I just, all... yeah. Cause right now all we have is opening, um, opening weekend for Endgame, and, uh, domestically, uh, the first Avengers opened to, you know, roughly $200 million. Ultron took a little bit of a dip opening weekend, 191 million. Infinity War jumped back up to 250 and now Endgame. Uh, we're at uh, 350 million plus. It's just a, a wild ride there. I was looking through my um, my movie stubs before we started uh, recording because I, you know, I like to save and uh, treasure those stubs. And I was uh, pulling out all of my MCU movies, looking at the ticket stubs, and I was able to find all of my Avengers stubs, which was really satisfying to kind of see them all laid out. Um, and I wanted to give shout out and a prop to Cinemark movie theaters. Because I think Cinemark has the best movie stub, which I know a lot of people aren't too concerned about when they go to see a movie, especially since a lot of people just use the QR codes like on their phones to get into a theater now. Mm-hmm. But um, I had a lot of movie stubs that uh, th- they were already fading because they were they were like printed um, on like flimsy paper and just the ink has just aged and I had to like hold them up to the light to try to read the letters that still existed. But the Cinemark movie stub, it's nice. It's like nice. It's like thinner. It's like cardstock. Actually, it's not paper, big, like uh, bold letters, like spell out the name of the movie. And even if you can't fit the whole name of the movie, it just like clips off. So it might be of Avengers and G like just a G and it's just like it. So uh, I, I love those Cinemark movie stubs. So shout out to Cinemark. If you want a cool movie stub for your, for your theater going experience. Yeah. I, I miss the, the old fashioned uh, movie tickets or even like the collectible movie tickets they were giving out. None of the one theaters I ever get to give out the collectible tickets. And they make yeah. me sad. I mean, I'm like that yeah, one. I mean, I still, I still buy my tickets online, but I just go to the, um, I just go to the customer service counter and be like, I'm here to pick up my tickets. Yeah. Swipe my card. I bought it with, and they give me them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do the same. That's what I did today. Um, the, we have a local chain called the Xscape theaters. Um, and they, they have a nice thick printed off ticket. Actually, it's in my pocket. Yeah. It rolls right here in my pocket. Very nice. <laughs> very, very solid. I don't like the people who tear the tickets though. They kind of, Oh, I get, I get very nervous because they get all nonchalant about it. So I, if they're perforated, I kind of bend it back and forth yeah. to get the perforation even weaker. So I'm like, as soon as I give this teenager my ticket, uh, it's going to rip a much easier. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm a little, I'm a little neurotic like that. But well, okay. I mean, you sound like a hoarder as well with your movie tickets. So you know, whichever <laughs> way you want to look at it. Um, but now we're out of the end game. Uh, we are looking forward to our next Marvel movie coming up in what two months? Three months? Yeah, soon, um, man. Uh, with Spider-Man Far From Home around the corner here. And uh, we got our, our first image this week looking at an unmasked Peter Parker working with an unmasked Mysterio. 
Yeah, this uh, this image uh, frightened me earlier this week because uh, I was scrolling through my Twitter feed and I saw like you know an official footage, official screenshot of Spider Man, and I was like, "What the hell?" And so I scrolled as fast as I could until I realized, wait, I think that was Mysterio on the other side of that picture. So I was like, "Okay, this isn't in game related." So <laughs> I was a little nervous when I first saw this. Yeah, there's a couple things to make out of this. It looks like there's a guy in the background with a large gun on the table. Oh, that, yeah, that looks like a giant, like, sniper rifle, possibly. It can also, the stuff in the background, all those out of focus, maybe tin rings, it looks like maybe tin rings uh, garb from the Iron Man movies. Oh. Uh, hmm. uh, speaking of rings, Mysterio has a wedding band on. Oh, he does. Yep. And his suit looks like it, the little diamond-shaped triangle things glow. All of them glow, even the ones on his belt. So. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, if you just take this image for exactly what it is, yeah. uh, do we just as assume that uh, Peter and uh, Mysterio are going to team up and fight these kind of elementals that we've seen in the trailer? Uh-huh. Uh, is Mysterio more of a, um, maybe he's more of a gray character where uh, he turns bad at the very end? Uh Good thing pointing out that wedding ring. That's a good. That's a good shot. Uh, you know, you could already kind of imagine the story of a tragic event kills his wife, and now he's trying to save the world. Uh-huh. Um, no end game spoilers, of course. But this movie does chronologically take place after Endgame, so is, are they going to be dealing with the ramifications of that film? You know, how does Mysterio uh, uh, go into all this craziness that just happened this weekend? Yeah. Um, and, and how do they, I mean, honestly, even if you just look at Infinity War, how do they scale it back to something more, less world-ending a little mm-hmm. bit? So um, there's a lot to take. I mean, I, like I said, at a first glance, there's, it's just a normal photo of them. looks like they're teaming up. And, uh, you know, rumor is that Mysterio's working with S.H.I.E.L.D. to start off with. But once you look a little closer, there's some other details in here that are really fun. So uh, I think we'll either know more later or know less later because they do like to hide reality in front of us like like nope this is a fake photo from another and, movie and mysterio uh bends reality too <laughs> he does uh have you had dr po- pepper dark berry yet with the spider-man cans <laughs> no i haven't this i haven't either a, i've not seen the, real soda yeah we talked about it. it had the mysterio leak on it several months ago with the yeah i wasn't sure if that was a flavored one though i thought it they is. were just slapping that onto the normal dr pepper no so at the normal dr pepper they have other cans with peter parker in different european locales like mm-hmm. Venice and London, and then one of the mysterious mysterious on the cans of the Dark Berry, and they're apparently out in stores some uh, somewhere. I actually never even saw the in-game Coke cans with the Marvels on it, which I was kind of sad. But um, apparently, this is Doctor Pepper Dark Berry drink out there, and if I can find if we can find it, Mike, we might save it, for, you know, like we do for for the Far From Home podcast and do a review on our drink. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm thinking about uh, it. I like that idea. If I can find it, we'll we'll do some we'll synergize. Yeah. For sure. Or I'll try to send one out to you. One of the two. One of the two. Well, I'll be seeing you that month anyway, so it really doesn't matter. Um, but, yeah. So the promotions from Far From Home are probably about to kick up. Uh, most people are like, when are we going to get a trailer to? Since it's coming out in, like uh, like I said, two months. Um, maybe maybe next week, possibly. I think, you know, I, again, I, I said we'd get a, a Avengers trailer with Captain Marvel the week after Captain Marvel, and guess what we got? Uh, so I think the same thing with Spider-Man, because... Uh, you know, uh, it, it's just the movie's out now, and a lot of people have seen it, so they're like, well, we can start marketing our next movie going forward. So, knock on wood. I actually got to catch a very interesting uh, Dark Phoenix trailer this weekend on thir- on Thursday night for my in-game mm-hmm. show, my first one. It was actually a reflection of the entire X-Men franchise and included clips literally from every X-Men movie. Oh, weird. And it was really, really awesome. Uh, And actually made me was like, oh, this is this should have been the trailer. Like this should have been the way I think it's not gonna make the movie good. But (laughs) at the the same time, I'm like, oh, I'm actually a little hyped for X-Men movies because these are so there's so many of them. And we've had some good moments in them, even if they're all like there are some that are very near misses. Yeah, they're just like, remember the good times. Now give me your twelve (laughs) dollars. Yeah. Uh, so um, they actually did that, and then they they added a little bit of dark, like oh, this is the end of the of an era, like you know, this is the end of everything. And they even had like the original Jean Grey and like st- scenes from like X two, X one, X two, X three, the w- three Wolverine movies, the new ones. Um, and it ended, and then they actually played the the most recent Dark Phoenix trailer immediately after it, and I'm like, 
Oh, you ruined it for me. You should have just left it on on the one with the the nostalgia factor. Uh-huh. And I don't know if that's even hit the internet yet. I didn't, I didn't do it. Didn't do a Google, but uh, I I think that was actually really cool to see that trailer. Um, however, in other news that does not excite me for this film, the ending was apparently supposed to be in space, and then when they went back and redid all those reshoots several months ago. They changed it to that military train thing we're seeing. Mm, I wonder if possibly that space ending was a little bit more open-ended, trying Mm. to open up the X-Men franchise to a a broader universe, you know, to keep the movies on going. But now Disney owns it, and they're like, nope, (laughs) you wrap this up. Well, that was well before the purchase. I mean, they they filmed late last year. I just, I don't like Simon Kinberg, and I don't think he needed to do Dark Phoenix again, you know, uh, Mm about 10 years after the other one that which was a travesty to begin with in and of itself so <laughs> like I, will it save the movie probably not uh will we be doing a review episode mike yeah we will <laughs> i mean if we made it through fantastic four in 2014 or 2015 <laughs> we can live through dark Phoenix. oh yeah i was looking through my movie stubs and i saw the fantastic four one and i was just like ah, really i kept this one okay <laughs> yeah i i remember we were we when we were that we just started recording. That was our first year doing this, and we were watching the trailers. And they started changing the colors of the 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 negative zone in the trailers. And you're like, is it green? Is it orange? What's <laughs> going on here? Oh God, I don't feel confident in this movie anymore. Should have uh, been our first sign, Chris. <laughs> yeah, should have been our first sign. Uh, but yeah, we live we live we learn, and you know, foxes. No matter how hard they tried to to ruin and kill the Fantastic Four after three to four failed movie attempts, you know, we finally got him back in Marvel. So we might, do you think we're going to get any X-Men announcements at San Diego this year? I mean, it just, it just really depends because we know uh, Marvel's going to be at Comic-Con more than likely. Uh, are they going to be doing a big slate announcement? I would hope so. Cause that's the audience you should be doing it for. Uh, they're the ones that uh, are really going to appreciate it. Uh, obviously they'll bring like, you know, um, Actually, no, because they won't even be bringing Spider-Man out on stage because that movie will already be out. Yeah. So, yeah, it would just 100% be um, be uh, reveals. So, um, at, the, at, the, at the least, I could see them maybe saying we are developing X-Men stuff, but we don't have anything to show you. <laughs> yeah, the other thing we have is actually D23 this year mm-hmm. is in August, late August. So, we, we don't we even have a D23 before we get to Comic-Con. So uh, that's going to be a big, big thing. And uh, let's see what what happens or or doesn't happen at the end of it. I'm excited a little bit. Uh, Today, before I saw my movie, uh, when they're doing those stupid little, uh, here's your movie minutes with whoever, whatever host they have that day, they played a teaser for the Pennyworth series on Epics. And, um, And the crowd went wild. I... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. Um, I I didn't even catch. I didn't even know what I was watching until I said the end. Like, oh, my name's Thomas Wayne, and I'm like, oh, is this is this Pennyworth? Is it is this that show about Alfred? <laughs> I keep calling it Alfred. I, I don't call it Pennyworth. Um, so yeah, you watched it. What do you think? Uh, it looks like we got a Batman's dad showing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, given Alfred some uh, well, missions well, to do. Well, <laughs> well, that was like the last five seconds of this thirty seconds. The rest of it was that like a printing press running newspapers or with Gotham and like a little bird symbol. The rest of the yeah, time, I, I just uh, who 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 wants to watch this? I don't understand. This just makes me reflect on Gotham, whose series finale was also on Thursday night, and I'm just like, oh, let's pour one out and give a moment of silence for Gotham who had to premiere their last episode ever on the night that Endgame came out. So, uh, we can, uh, we can say, we can say that we are not very excited for Pennyworth very safely. Yeah. I'd be more excited for a, a, a Jarvis show from Marvel to be honest, uh, than, than this, you know, taking the one from agent Carter and going forward, a wormhole opens up and then we get a Jarvis and Alfred team up. And they talk about life of being a butler and kicking ass. Well, what's funny is Teen Titans Go literally made fun of this idea in their th- their movie trailers, like the man behind Batman, and it was like Alfred, and he's like, "Oh yeah," because Robin was mad because he wasn't getting his own movie, but everybody else was yeah, getting like like one. Batman, and then his his best friend the car uh, <laughs> from Batman and Alfred, and like Alfred, like he was just like 
cleaning, like hitting people with brooms and cleaning materials. And I'm like, <laughs> I, that's why I don't know. I don't have any trust in this show. I mean, hell, it, we could be wrong. I mean, Krypton turned out good. Do we know what Epics has the budget or even an interest in this stuff? Or are they just doing it because hey, it's the cool thing to do right now? And we yeah, need viewers. It's a com- yeah, it's a comic book thing. <laughs> it's the only thing we could afford. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. That's probably what, like, how, how do we get, how close can we get to Batman? We have, and then they like, slide some change across the table, and they're <laughs> like, we'll give you a very young Alfred, but you can't call him Alfred. You have to call him by his last name. And he has to be overseas. He can't be in the United States. Don't, don't get him anywhere near Gotham. You know, you, you know uh, what the value of this character's name is? <laughs> it's worth pennies. Oh, Chris. Uh, uh, you set yourself up for that. Game of Thrones is tonight. We mentioned that earlier. We always mm-hmm. wait. People, I saw an article before we jumped on. People are anxiously awaiting for the leaks of these episodes to watch them early. Like <laughs> a couple hours early. Uh, I know I would be if I didn't have other things to do. So people are like, come on, hurry up and leak these episodes so we can watch. <laughs> but we know they've been working like five spinoffs for this show, right? Uh-huh. Like, what do you do when your biggest show actually is coming to an end, like a finite end? Yeah, and uh, you were just bought and you were just purchased by a giant uh, 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 telemobile conglomerate, AT&T, and they want to make sure they keep getting money out of you. <laughs> yeah, so what do you do? You hire people to write potential spinoffs. It sounds like a Star mm-hmm. Wars scenario all over again, Yeah, to be completely <laughs> honest. Um, and one of those spinoffs was uh, headed and written by Brian Cogman and George R. R. Martin himself. We don't know the details of the spinoff, but Cogman has written a lot of the current episodes in Game of Thrones, like a lot of the episodes in the Game of Thrones series. Mm-hmm. So he's had a lot of experience working with these characters and working in this world. Um, so, But um, HBO uh, has decided not to proceed with that show by Cogman and Martin, and uh, but there are four other ones remaining. And I think one of them started filming or is filming like right now. I mean, as, as much as I like Game of Thrones, I think once this uh, finale is over and I finally get, like, you know, uh, closure on all of these characters that I've been watching for years now, I don't, I'm don't. i not really looking forward to these spinoffs that much. I don't think I need, like, prequel backstories or anything. You know, if they did a series maybe of continuing on in the future, that might be kind of fun. Uh, that might be kind of interesting. But um, I think HBO needs to concentrate on their next big thing. Um, like, give me another, like, fantasy series. Give me something, uh, extremely nerdy that you pour a lot of money into. And, um, I hope it, I hope it works out. Let's just get the next Game of Thrones, but it's just not what Game of Thrones. (laughs) Game of Thrones could exist if they went to a different continent and they didn't worry about hierarchies, like, essentially trying to get the Iron Throne, but, like, they could exist in the same world and, like, they could reference other continents, maybe. That's one way I could be like, okay, you could get me on board a little bit better. But like, so we don't need a prequel because they're just going to shuffle things around where they need them to be. How convenient for them later on. Um, and they don't need to be, I think, I don't even think the future, like, you know, that would just waste be like all this stuff was for nothing. So, um, one thing I've always wanted to see, this will definitely not happen. This is just a, a, a dream I've always had of where we would get a sequel to uh, a fantasy series in the far, 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 far future. So basically, what is present-day Westeros like, where people have, like, you know, uh, smartphones and cars and stuff like that, and then, like, all of this stuff is just so legacy, like, you know, maybe... Even in Game of Thrones yourself when you're watching it, the people who exist in the current time aren't even sure if magic exists because they haven't seen it. People aren't sure if dragons are real, but uh, hey, they they end up showing up. So it's just really funny. It'd be like an experiment, almost like a what-if comic book. So (laughs) you're you're pitching the end of Battlestar Galactica to us. I haven't seen Battlestar Galactica. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, yeah, that's probably a reason why. But also, what's interesting about Battlestar Galactica is the new series, like the one in like the mid two thousands, is kind of like a soft reboot, soft sequel to the original one from the seventies and eighties. 
So, like, there was, like, a war between the humans and these robots, and then there wasn't a war, and that's where this one picks up, but, like, it still has, I mean, it's, like, got the same characters and the same stuff, like, I don't know, it's, it's interesting, so yeah, they could yeah. do something like that, like a... Yeah. I mean, I guess they've kind of also done that in Star Trek, where they've had, like, a, like, you know, hundreds of years separated between these different series, but it's just always a crew on a spaceship, you know, it's pretty much the same show, just yeah. in a different time and a different space, so, yeah, I just really want to see, like, some dude that's, like, the, like, the great, 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 great 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 nephew of Jon Snow and he just like doesn't know it and maybe one day he's just cleaning out a garage and finds like uh his like sword or something it's such a dumb idea but it would just be funny if like uh HBO would just throw a little bit of money at that and just let somebody get really weird with it I don't I don't want I don't want it I don't want to get weird keep it anyway any other Game of Thrones pitches you want to make on the show while people are listening and, and writing them down and trying to sell them behind your back? Uh, nope, that's it. If you want any more, you're going to have to DM me and pay me. Yeah, yeah. He, he charges by the minute, and uh, it's expensive. It's expensive. And I ramble, so it's a lot do, of Nor does he. You, you wouldn't believe how long it takes to get these shows started every week, does it? <laughs> that's both of us. That's both of us. Uh, two other trailers we got this week. I actually didn't get to see either of these in the theaters, Mike, and um, it's just mind-blowing. Like I didn't. Uh, but I think we talked about this one. This is Men in Black International has a trailer number two, which I don't think was supposed to release to th- this week because you found an, a version that has no sound other than just the dialogue in it. Yeah, they uploaded it without the music track, which is uh, really, really hilarious because uh, it totally changes the tone. It, it, it really makes you appreciate sound design, that's for sure, of how much it sells you and uh, hits you with an emotional punch in a trailer. So. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I think like it's linked somewhere on streamable. You could probably just search Men in Black International uh, trailer, no audio, and you could find it. But yeah, it's a uh, it's pretty hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> and then this new one, like I'm gonna see this movie because it's got the store the stars of Thor Ragnarok in it together, looking like they're having some fun. And you know, Men mm-hmm. in Black needs a good reboot. The last one, like two, was awful. Three wasn't bad, but like I need I want some fun, interesting stuff and like update men in black for the modern era because wasn't the first one in the late 90s 97 uh, yeah it was yeah it was definitely 90s. i mean i'm going to look up that will smith song where he talked about the men in black in, in his rap <laughs> song and, and look that up so uh looks like chris hemsworth and tess thompson are just having a fun time uh, i got Lee, yeah. liam neeson and uh i can't think of her name the actress uh, emma thompson in there as well tessa, tessa thompson emma thompson i think it's the british lady Oh okay, okay. Yeah, Tessa Thompson, <laughs> I was thinking who is not British, by the way. We just, we're just, we just assume so. Yeah, you thought you, yeah. My, uh, I think my two biggest takeaways from the trailer was I was happy to see uh, the little guy uh, who was voiced by Kumail Nanjiani. Uh, I thought he was maybe just going to be in a one-off scene, but it looks like he uh, goes on. He's on the poster, isn't he? The new poster too. I, no, I yeah. So I'm glad he's uh, he's in a little bit more, and uh, I like this plot idea of. Um, uh, Tessa Thompson, uh, she knows the Men in Black exists because they didn't erase her memory, and then just through sheer force of will, she finds them. Because uh, mm-hmm. that reminds me a little bit of the villain from Shazam, how he kind of clawed his way to uh, you know finding the wizard. So I was like, yeah, I kind of like that uh, that kind of uh, plot yeah. idea. So she, she it, well, it's, it's also a play on the original. She recruits herself rather than someone recruiting her mm-hmm. so I, I think i think there's a lot of fun to have here yeah i'm uh cautiously optimistic but i'm not putting too much stake in it i don't have a whole lot uh i don't have a whole lot of faith in the franchise so i'm not too worried yeah really i think this is going to be uh even if it's uh mid-level i think we can still turn off and have fun with these actors in it so mm-hmm. that'll be good and i, I and, and and then our next trailer i think we're, we might be split down the middle on our opinions here mike because i think this is kind of interesting uh <laughs> will smith not in Men in Black, doing one called Gemini Man with uh, Ang Lee uh, directing here. And it looks to be, it looks to be like a more action-packed looper, maybe, is what I'm, I'm getting out of this. What do you think? Uh, this movie, it seemed like I was watching a trailer for a film that came out in the early 2000s because uh, it's a Will Smith vehicle for sure. Uh, Ang Lee is attached to it. So I was like, okay, I really feel like I've, I'm in the 2000s now. Um, I, I think what was more interesting to me is it looks like studios outside of Warner Brothers and Disney can afford the de-aging technology now mm-hmm. because there is a clone of Will Smith in this film that is younger, the Will Smith that we grew up with, uh, a young man, if He's you will. a fresh prince, if you will, looking at Will Smith. <laughs> 
very fresh and it looks like they're trying to kill each other. I feel like I can already predict everything that happens in this movie. Like they're trying to kill each other, but then the clone gets mad that he's being controlled and then they team up to go fight the organization that created them to begin with. And, uh, I don't know. It's just, uh, I I don't care. (laughs) Mary Elizabeth Winstead is in this movie and I didn't see her in the trailer. Um, that much I know. Uh, but I also want to point out the de-aging technology um, mm-hmm. that they use in Marvel has been around for about 15 to 20 years and has not changed that much, to be completely honest with you. Um, but apparently the cost to do it has probably gone down. Um, yeah, I mean, they've they've gotten really good at it. Snapchat <laughs> filters that do that, man. Like They they've probably mm-hmm. shot this movie on a Snapchat filter uh, for Will Smith. Um, but, you know, this movie uh, it seems interesting. There, there's obvious... I don't think it's... Is it time? I, I think there's a twist we're not seeing, and I'm interested to see if is it time travel? Is this a, the same Will Smith from a different age? Uh, you know, they say he's a clone, but maybe he's not. I, I don't know. There's a bunch going on here. That I really want to see uh, how this plays out. Now, will I rush to the theaters to watch it? Depends on the reviews, but uh, um, I think this it was written by actually one of the guy, the showrunners of Game of Thrones. David Benoff. So and it it's uh, also uh produced by Jerry Bruckheimer which I was like Jerry Bruckheimer Angley I feel Wait, like Bru- this is uh, I thought Bruckheimer was with Disney. Is he is he moving over to Paramount now? Yeah, uh, I think this is a this is a Skydance film. So this uh this feels like a, this a is big a weird, question mark. This, is a, this yeah. is a weird thing here. But Skydance has been doing all the good mission possible lately. I'll give him that. Yeah, that's true. They can pull off a good MI movie. Yeah, a good a good spy thriller. I mean, isn't that what they're known for? Didn't they do like Jack Reacher and GI Joe? Isn't this Tom Cruise's vehicle? Don't they just put him in movies now? <laughs> but we're out, we're out of our, we're out of our league talking about this movie. I thought it looked like a, an interesting concept. Uh, it might end up being more like Jet Li's The One, where he has to go kill a bunch of clones of himself to get all the power. You ever watch that movie? It's been a while. I've actually kind of had a desire to rewatch that film for a really long time now. So maybe we'll see if it still holds up. I bet it's in a red box. It's not. It's not a red box. You're gonna have to <laughs> digitally rent that one. So, yeah. Um, that's it. That's it. That's our news for the week, Mike. We 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 managed to scrape by talking yeah, we, about uh, a lot of in-game stuff. Really. Uh, yeah. The the, the biggest. Uh, the biggest uh, nerd weekend, 11 years in the making. Man, I, I went back and I looked up what our very first spoiler cast ever was on uh, uh, the podcast, a- and it was Age, a- of, Age Ultron. of Ultron. Yeah. Yeah. So, God, I, would, uh, I wouldn't wish that on anyone to go back and listen to that. <laughs> we've, we've, we've grown over these years. That's Lord, sure. did we – were we just winging it? Because uh, <laughs> I was like – we've been doing the show about four, four or five months by that point, and that was our first full review episode because we did like mm-hmm. many reviews in the in the regular show, so – uh, I'm glad we have a whole channel. We actually have a whole. Uh, if you search "superhero slate reviews," you can subscribe just to our reviews. Or if you have people who don't want to listen to that but want to listen to our movie reviews, you can share that with people. I don't know if, if you guys knew that or not, but but we have that. On that note, since we're here in the end, Mike, I uh, we are giving out a couple things here. The first thing we're going to be giving out over the next couple weeks is a custom 3D printed set of Avengers drink coasters, printed by my friend Derek on his own 3D printer. Whoa, DIY Etsy style. Yeah, he does. He sells a lot of uh, stuff for uh, tabletop games like Dungeons & Dragons, Catan. He does the custom coasters. He has Game of Thrones sets you can buy. He's giving an Avenger set to the show to give out. Uh, I've not worked out how to do this. I literally met with him yesterday to take the photos of these things. So we've not worked out how to win yet, but um, we're going to be giving them out in in the next couple weeks before before the end of the month. Well, that sounds super rad. Yeah, I'm very excited. And then... um, Probably a couple pop vinyls because I got some pop vinyls to give away. <laughs> uh, so we're going to work on that. Uh, it's probably going to be Avengers related. I don't know yet. We'll work on that. But, I mean, yeah, I'm going to put his uh, his um, website in here so you can go take a look at those. And I'm going to include that. Like, we'll probably make a social post on this one. So um, his website is boardgameboss.com. Ooh, good domain name. He can do custom uh, 3D prints. You, you saw my Mjolnir, right? My 3D printed Mjolnir. I think so. Yeah, it's like life size right here beside me. Uh, he printed that off as well, so he can do uh, cosplay items if you need that for for those ideas. But anyway, we're gonna be giving out some Avengers coasters and more. But Mike, if people don't know what you're up to, what you're doing, when you're gonna go see Avengers again, where can they find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike 
Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter. And you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. I actually entered a t-shirt design contest for one of my uh, favorite uh, 90s Nickelodeon uh, TV shows, uh, Invader Zim. Actually, now that I think about it, I think it might be early 2000s. I don't remember. I definitely watched it growing up. But I designed a, a really cool t-shirt and I entered it in a contest. And if you want to take a look at that and vote for it, uh, I got links on all of my social media so you can yeah. go uh, check please, it out. Please click his link because when I clicked it, it went away and I had scrolled for 45 minutes and still didn't find that design. Oh yeah, the the website itself that runs this contest is atrocious. It's just bad. I can't believe they're using this structure to hold contests over and over again for all of these different properties, but even if you can't manage to vote, I think they're also kind of ranking stuff based on views because not everybody, you know, wants to enter in their email address to vote for something. So, yeah. uh, just just viewing it might be enough to help me out. So, I'd appreciate that. Yeah. It's fun design. Fun design. Uh, anything else you want to pitch? What are you, no, what that's are you it. That's okay. me. Chris, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. Uh, you can also head over to Comic UI. If people want to listen to our review episode or find more about our uh, whatever we're doing on Superhero Slate, because we, I think we've got a really big summer coming up, where can people find us at? Well, the best place to go is SuperheroSlate.com. That is where you can find our awesome show notes. So if we're talking about movie trailers on the show and you don't want to go search for them for yourself, just hit up the show notes at SuperheroSlate.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. We want to know what you thought of Endgame. We want to know uh, what you think of Gemini Man even. Uh, So uh, reach out to us. We love hearing from you on Twitter, on YouTube. You can send us an email directly. Um, You know, I've seen Endgame now, so now I'm not worried about spoilers. So (laughs) you can uh, send me whatever you want. Send them all the spoilers. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> we we uh we love our super fans and if you want to be a super fan of the show all you have to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and we will be back next week and i believe our next review is de- going to be detective pikachu so i'm looking yeah. forward to that one yeah that's in a couple weeks that's coming up um, i'm mm-hmm. very excited hopefully uh to shake things up a little bit so uh i agree so um i guess we will catch you guys for our regular scheduled news episode next week all right adios Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. I keep I keep ruining things that could possibly pad out our time. That's here, fine. So we just got to make sure we don't say anything on the show about the movie. <laughs> <laughs>